Welcome to Film Session Podcast today. We are excited to feature Tony Gallucci. So, Tony, thank you for joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi, glad to be here. Well, I'm a you know beginning filmmaker at Ringling College of Art and Design, and I'm just starting my journey as pretty much I want to end up being a director of photography someday. Okay, um, that sounds really cool. How are you liking it so far? I really enjoy it. Like it's. It's a lot, like I do a lot of first AC work, uh, camera operation work, and then pretty much fill in any position I can to try to just get as much ex as much experience as I can. So um, what started, what inspired you to first get started in filmmaking? So I was at a community college and I had this one professor named Del Jacobs and he was just a really inspirational guy. And he just always would talk about film and it was one of my elective classes because I still really didn't know what I wanted to do. and. We bonded over like our Criterion collection. I had like three of them and he had like a hundred and he was just showing me like in his office space, he had more at home and just the bond of that. And I was like, I really like this. So then I started to take more of those classes and kind of just like expanded from there. That's cool. That's really cool that it, um, it was a professor that got you into it. Yeah. I wasn't even in, like that route or anything. It was just kind of unexpected. Right. Do you still keep in contact with him? Uh, I see him on campus here and there. He actually retired, so he's only there, like, maybe I see him, you know, two times, three times a semester. Nice. Well, um, so you know what? Uh, tell me a little bit about your film. So it's called Misophonia. It's about, um, obviously, Misophonia and this guy who pretty much, it was, the idea came to me during COVID, so he's very isolated, and it's just a black and white, very abstract film. I was starting to get into more, um, sound design rather than like uh, dialogue and I just wanted a really heavy sound design film so I thought of what I could do and I was just like what are some sound like some sound heavy topics and I do I don't suffer from misophonia but I do know like what it is and people that do and I just kind of took it to the extreme and had a guy who pretty much is just contained and isolated and then the constant noise of a wind chime slowly like lets his misophonia take him over. Right and um, can you actually explain to me what that is? So because, yeah, this is interesting because I actually don't even know what it is. So let me pull up like an actual definition. So I don't like, mess yeah. it up. it's pretty much like it's a condition where you experience intense anger and disgust when you're confronted with a sound that you get annoyed by. So some say like other human noises, but I've heard people get annoyed by, you know, wind chimes, whistling, and it's just like you get really aggravated by it. And it's like, a, you know, really some people can get really impulsive with it. And I just kind of took that to a very extreme scenario. Right. Do you have anybody in uh, your life that suffers from this? Not uh, like close family members, but just like friends, like on set, I've had people just say like, oh, I suffer from misophonia. And I was just like, that's so weird. But um, it was actually after I made the film. So before, no, I do have, um, I have a hearing disorder. So that's kind of what causes it. I always hear ringing, which is just, it's very annoying, but it doesn't, you know, drive me to you know really want to like tear off my ear or anything like I over exaggerate in the film but it's still something that's very constant and I just wanted to you know take something that I have and then put it into something that's actually like very you know serious and not many people know about and misophonia is just a disorder that's not really talked about yeah no that's really cool so what would you say is your message to your audience so the message in the film is pretty much you know, if you're in isolation and everything, just don't let anything get to you. That's the whole film. It's just like the whole message I want to get across is when you're isolated and you don't really have much to go off of. And it's just 
you sometimes you know you just go to the extremes without realizing it and that's what the whole film's about he thinks that freeing himself is cutting off his ear but you know the sound's in his head so cutting off the ear is not really doing anything but to him that is a solution but that's not really a solution it's just something he's doing out of being impulsive from being isolated and then just hearing that constant noise right uh so where can we find your film so i just have it up on vimeo it was the first film i ever made so it was my first student film it was just uh me and the actor so i just wrote it i had an a7 mark three and then just shot it and put it on vimeo so right now it's just locked just so you know it's in a few festivals and everything but once those are over and everything i'll just release it back on that platform that's really cool congratulations on your completion of your first film thank you so i have to ask how like how was that um how was that process for you because I know, because uh, I'm also a filmmaker, and I remember my first student film, like, it was weird, but it was a grind, but it was very fun. So, like, I have to ask, how was that process for you? It was great. Like, it was, I was still at the community college at the time, so this is last year when it was actually made and everything, and it was a great experience, and then I kind of, you know, took some time to edit it and everything, and it just really, I love the process. Like, just being able to write everything and just, like, because how I imagine things is every time I'm writing, it's hard for me to write a story without just imagining each shot and where I want to place the camera, aka why I kind of want to go to DP work. But it's just like, I love just being able, okay, this is what the shot is and just writing it down and kind of just writing it into words and then just being able to put that into actually like the visual medium is just an awesome experience. Right. And I definitely liked what you said, because I connect to that too with how when I sit down and I screenwrite, I don't even like do like storyboards that kind of just go like okay so like what do I see right now so I definitely get that um so do you have any plans to make uh, future movies yeah so right after I made this I actually transferred into Ringling College of Art and Design because I was at State College of Florida at the time of that and it was pretty much just like a film class of five people and they're like make your own film so that's why it was very small and I was the only one but uh Ringling we actually I have three coming out probably this fall is when they'll be releasing I did a political satire. Um, we got an administration building down here in Sarasota, Florida. I did, uh, I produced one called Spare Me. It's uh, probably, I think it's in, you know, 30s, 40s, deep south. And then there's a last one called Final Cut. And it's just like an abstract horror film again. So those are three big ones that are in post-production right now. So hopefully releasing in festivals, you know, next spring. That's really cool. Um, before your student films, have you made just like any other films like in the past, kind of just like for fun or anything? No, I actually didn't dabble in any filmmaking. I took a few photos on my phone and that's kind of what got me to, into just, I always liked watching movies. So that's kind of where I say I learned filmmaking was just watching a bunch of movies and just kind of like following the footsteps of people I love and just like being, a, I love that image so I like interpret it into my, you know, own style. And that's kind of how I've done filmmaking and at the beginning, at least. And then as I grown, it's definitely gotten more my own style. All right. No, I definitely respect that. I liked how you said how you take the people that you love and try to like see how they did it and form it in your own way. Uh, do you have any specific favorite movies or a specific film that really reaches out to you as like a sort of like inspiration or anything? I'd say like as generic as it is my favorite it's just like you know the Lord of the Rings trilogy just all is one one big movie in my opinion but it's just the magic of it just how the filmmaking went like when I was little I'd watch it and was in amazement and even though fantasy films not the type of filmmaking I really want to do like I'm more in like 
comedy and thriller. It's just one of my favorite movies just because it just takes me away and it's something that I can escape to. And it's always something I'm, you know, seeing myself watch at least once a year. The One Ring to Rule Them All. I love it. I love it. I knew I, knew I liked you, Tony, because <laughs> I also love Lord of the Rings. I'm obsessed with uh, Lord of the Rings and all those Star Wars and whatnot. So as soon as you said Lord of the Rings, I was like, okay, cool. I like them. Um, so what would you say would be the what was your fa most favorite part and your least favorite part or more in terms of what was the most fun to do and what was the most difficult uh challenge to overcome when making this film so the most i'll start with just the hardest so the hardest thing to overcome was just you know writer's block just not knowing what i wanted so the idea came from i was listening to a podcast and i think it was um one of paul Shear's podcasts and I didn't know, you know, what he was going to, I think it was like, how did this get made? And he was just talking about this guy who was annoyed by a wind chime. And I was like, that's kind of cool. And then I was like, going to create this story. And this is pre-COVID. And then, you know, COVID happened. I was just like, okay. And then I just like backlotted it. And then years later, or like about a year and a half later, it came back. And it was just like trying to figure out how to get this rolling. Because my thing is, it's hard for me to pretty much write the script because I just want to get to the production of it. Like, I think onset production is where my heart lies. Like I just love filming it and everything. And then, you know, getting into post and really recreating it again. But I say the beginning stage, like pre-production is always hardest for me just because I'm always imagining what I want to do with the shots. And I know that, you know, stories first, but I always kind of like pre-shoot it. Right. No, I definitely, I definitely get that. Um, so what's one piece of advice that you have for aspiring student filmmakers out there? I'd say, you know, watch your favorite movies. That's like how I kind of, you know, got into just different techniques and everything is I just watch a film and be like, okay, that's what, you know, is cinematically pleasing to viewers and everything. Cause these are movies that go through, you know, processes of being viewed by hundreds of people. So I just watch a lot of movies and then just practice like any camera is a tool. So, you know, I started with the A7 Mark III, like still a great camera, but it was just like my beginner tool. And I just took it around and, you know, saw what light did would go different times of the day and you know just watch movies and experiment with light and you know there you got storytelling and then you have fundamentals of camera so if you get your exposure down and your storytelling i think you know you can do anything right now that's really cool i like that um so do you have any other uh, resources that you would recommend to student filmmakers i'd say like because i love movies like the criterion collection has like a streaming service so that's where you you know you I like the Marvel movies and everything, they're great, but the classics are there. So, you know, you have like anything from 1920s to 1970s and everything in between. And that's where I think, you know, a lot of the best movies are, in my opinion. And that's where, you know, a lot of our movies today that are our best movies drew inspiration from. So I'd say go watch a lot of movies and then, you know, just YouTube. YouTube's a great place to, you know, learn what other filmmakers are doing and everything, but just don't get lost in it. That's why I always go back to films because it's over in two hours as YouTube. You can kind of get lost and, you know, you watch a bunch of videos and then kind of takes your, you know, inspiration down a little bit. So I'd say just, you know, watch a few videos and then just practice, practice, practice. Right. Would you, uh, do you have, would you say that there's a specific movie that you either watched or you knew about that drew some sort of inspiration or you took several aspects of that film into this film that you made? Yeah, I would say a lot of the inspiration came from David Lynch. So like Eraserhead and then um, I would also just watch a bunch of like 
older like movies so knife in waters an old thriller that i watched and then um just anything that i could uh you know get into and it just showed me like really abstract imagery and that's how like i would watch just a bunch of i can't remember the names of the films but just a bunch of films on criterion and then uh david lynch is kind of where i saw the style for the film right okay and um lastly um do you have any exciting things that have really stood out in your career so far or things that have really left a staple in your memory of filmmaking i'd say just you know the people you meet on the way there like it's like at the end of the day i want to be a dp like that's you know the end result of what i want to do and then go from there but just the journey there and the people i meet like one of my professors was actually the geico caveman his name is McManus Wooden, and he, uh, yeah, so it was like a wait, shocking moment. Wait, he was like the actual caveman? <laughs> He's one of them. There's three of them, or, you know, maybe even more, but I know that when there's like three of them in a commercial, he's one of them, and he's the That's longest so cool. running one. So, yeah. That is hilarious. That was oh awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, that's really, wow. Small, that is actually crazy, because, like, I literally vividly remember this commercial. That's really yeah. cool. Well, Tony, uh, I just want to thank you for being on the Film Sessions podcast today. Um, it was wonderful to have you today. And, you know, good luck with everything else. You know, I wish you nothing but the best in uh, the future ahead of you. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here. And I hope, you know, some of those films I mentioned, you know, come back around and we're here again. Yeah. And hey, remember, you win your first Oscar. You just say, I remember that very one that very first interview. So shout out to Sebastian Ospina. So I'll be sure to remember you when I see you on the big screen. Thank you. I'll remember you. I'll write that down. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, Tony. Take care. You too. See ya.